the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is How to Handle the Valleys of Life. How to Handle the Valleys of Life. Life is a mixture of pain and pleasure, of victory and defeat, of success and failure, of mountaintop experiences and valleys. All of us have had our down times, our dark times, our gloomy times. But even in our darkest days, we know that God is there with us. In the psalmist, David in Psalm 23, in verse 4, puts it like this. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. In the Bible, the term valley often refers to all kinds of difficult times in life. Joshua talks about the valley of calamity in Joshua 7.26. David in Psalm 84 talks about the valley of weeping. Hosea in chapter 2, verse 15 of his prophecy, speaks of the valley of trouble. Psalm 23.4 in the Hebrew means the valley of deep darkness. So the question is, how do I handle the dark valleys of life. Let me mention some facts about valleys. Number one, valleys are inevitable. They are going to happen to you, so you might as well count on them. Maybe you have just come out of a valley, or you're in one right now, or you're headed toward one. Valleys happen throughout life, one right after another. After every mountain top experience, there is a valley. Jesus was very realistic about it, and so he told his disciples the night before, when he was, at least when he was arrested, in John chapter 16 and verse 33 Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. 
See, it's not a matter of if. It's when. It's going to happen. You're going to have difficult difficulties, disappointment, discouragements. There will be times of suffering, times of sorrow, times of illness. There will be times of frustration, failure, and fatigue. They are going to happen. They are a normal part of life on this planet. So don't be surprised by what comes to you. But the second fact about valleys is that valleys are unpredictable. Valleys are unpredictable. You can't plan them, time them, or schedule them. Valleys are always unexpected. They usually come at the worst possible time, when you don't have the time and when you are unprepared. Have you ever had a flat tire at a good time? They just happen. And usually, when you least need them, and it's almost, and it's most inconvenient. It would be great if we could schedule our down times in life. Have you noticed how easily a good day can become a bad day? A phone call, a text message, a letter, a card, a routine doctor's checkup, a freak accident, all of these can change your day completely. Valleys just happen. Look at um, Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 20. One disaster follows another. Suddenly our tents are destroyed. Their curtains are torn to pieces. But the third fact about valleys is that valleys are impartial. Valleys are impartial. No one is immune, from, immune to them. No one is insulated from pain and sorrow. No one gets to skate through life problem-free. Everybody has problems, good people and bad people. Problems, trials, difficulties, disturbances, downtimes, depression, don't mean that you are a bad person. It simply means that you are a human being. The Bible is very clear that good things happen to bad people and sometimes bad things happen to good people. Jesus tells us in, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse, and verse 45, speaking about the Father, he says, For he makes his sun to shine on bad and good people alike and gives rain to those who do good and to those who do evil. And right here in this, in this um, verse, you can find the doctrine of common grace, where God treats us with um, grace in spite of what we do or who we are. Problems and trials mean that we are human beings living on an imperfect planet. The Bible is, is very clear that when we go through a difficult time, we need not think that it's because we are doing something wrong. 
And the fact is that a lot of us react to the problems that we're having by asking the question, why me? Yet really we should ask, why not me? Do you think that you should be exempt from all the problems everybody has to go through? Do you think you should be the only one in the universe that um, never has a tragedy or a loss of a loved one? So instead of saying, why me? Just realize it's going to happen because you are a human being. Disasters and tragedies happen to both Christians and non-Christians alike. But number four, valleys are temporary. Valleys are temporary. They have an end to them. They don't last. They are not a permanent uh, location in your life. David says, even though I walk through the valley, the valley is not something you stay in your entire life. It is something you go through. So when you are in a valley, you often think it's a dead end, but it's not. It's like a tunnel. There is a beginning and an end. You go through the tunnel and eventually you're out of it and back out in the light again. They don't come into your life to stay. As per, for, Peter says in First Peter chapter 1, and verse 6, there is wonderful joy ahead, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. So Peter says that life is difficult, but it's only for a while. There is wonderful joy ahead. He is talking about heaven. He said there are no problems in heaven. No valleys, no dark days. And as the Apostle Paul says in, in Romans um, 8 and verse 18, not in your outline, he says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. Yeah. See, even if you live to be a hundred plus years and have a problem your entire life, that is so insignificant compared to the billions and trillions of years in eternity, problem-free. And so the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, For our present troubles are quite small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. You see, while we have the temporary hassles, there is long-term eternal benefit when we go through a valley and respond to it correctly. But uh, number, number five, valleys are purposeful. They are purposeful. You see, God has a reason for taking us through the valleys of life. Whether it's doubt, depression, despair, discouragement, defeat, he has a reason behind it. As Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, he says, So be truly glad. There's wonderful joy ahead, 
even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far from far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You see, the valleys are not just a freak of nature. God wants to build our faith in the valleys of life. We love to enjoy the mountaintop experiences, but you don't build faith on the mountaintop. You build faith in the valleys of life. When everything is going fine and, and great, you don't really need God. But when you come face to face with a dark valley, you get on your knees and you talk to God. Faith is strengthened in the valleys of life, not when you are on the highs, on the mountaintop. So when you don't feel like serving and trusting God, that's where faith is tested. Not in the good times of life, but in the valleys. Every problem has a purpose. Even the little tiny ones, the inconsequential ones, the things that seem like mere irritations, they have a purpose. God wants to change us, to mature us. God is far more interested in our character than he is in our comfort or convenience. God's goal for us in life is not to just make life comfortable for us, He's more interested in our holiness than he is in our happiness. Because holiness lasts, but happiness does not. Happiness comes from holiness anyway. So we have seen some of the facts about valleys. Now, what do we do when we are in the valley? Number two, what do we do when we are in the valley? First, we refuse to be discouraged. Refuse to be discouraged. I will fear no evil. You can't go under the valley. You can't go over the valley. You can only go through the valley. And David says, I'll fear no evil. The word will implies a choice. It implies a decision. I will not be afraid. You see, if you are discouraged today, it is because you're choosing to be discouraged. Discouragement is always a choice. You're choosing to look at the negative things that are happening in your life. You're choosing not to look at Christ and all the positive things that he has done for you. How do you choose not to be discouraged? By focusing on God's power rather than on your problem. You can take two people and put them in the identical situation. One of them will be blown away by it. The other will actually be strengthened 
by the situation and in the situation. The difference is what is the focus. See, you need to focus not on your circumstances, but on Christ who is the master of circumstances and who can do all things. Not on the situation, but on the Savior. Not on your problems, but on God's power. As Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 11, God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will not give up when troubles come, but you will be patient. Human energy runs out. Human endurance has an end to it. In the valleys of life, you need a power source bigger than yourself. If you think you're going to make it all through life with all of its valleys on your own power, then forget it. You don't have enough power to handle all the things that are going to happen to you in this life. You need a power source beyond yourself. But the second thing you do when you're in the valley is remember God is with you. Remember God is with you. David says, even if I walk through a very dark valley, I will not be afraid because you are with me. You see, God not only promises us his power in the valley, but he promises his presence. You will never go through a valley in life by yourself. You'll never go through a dark uh, day alone. God has said, I will be with you. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse, verse 2 says, When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. See, God promises to be with you every step in the valley. God does not sit up in heaven looking down on you just saying, I hope he or she makes it. He's there with you in the valley, walking with you, hand in hand. And God says, I will lead you through this. Now, at verse 4 of um, Psalm 23, there is a strategic change in the language. In the first part of the, of the psalm, all the pronouns are in the third person. He talks about God. He leads me beside still waters. He guides me into green pastures. He restores my soul. See, David is talking about God. But when he gets in the valley, it changes to the second person pronouns. He starts talking not about God, but to God. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, it's the valley of life that brings us face to face with God. When I'm going through the valley, I don't want to talk about God. I want to talk to God. See, any time a believer uh, or any mature believer 
will tell you that the times they have been closest to God were in those face-to-face encounters that happen only in the valley. When you're in the valley and you're perplexed and in despair and you're talking directly to God, he becomes real to you in ways that you perhaps never um, thought about. And God says, I am with you. You are not in this by yourself. We enjoy the mountaintops, rightly so. But we come face to face with God in the valleys of life. He will never be closer to us than when we are in the valley. But thirdly, rely on God's protection and guidance. So what you do in the valley, first you refuse to be, dis- to be discouraged. Second, you remember God is with you. And then thirdly, rely on God's protection and guidance. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, David reminds himself that God's rod and staff comfort him. The rod and staff were the two basic tools that a shepherd used to protect and guide the sheep. A rod was basically about two feet long with a heavy knot at the end. And shepherds were very skilled at hurling the rod like a missile at anything that would attack the sheep. So God is saying that when you go through the valley, I am defending you and I am protecting you. The rod of God will protect you. Now, today's shepherds don't use rods. They use guns. But when you're going through the valley, God is not sitting in heaven unconcerned and apathetic. The good shepherd fights for you. While you're fighting for your life in that depression, God is fighting with you. He is fighting all spiritual forces of darkness. He is... He is your defender and protector. That's what the rod represents. Your staff comforts me. A staff was a long stick with a a crook at the end of it. The shepherd uses a staff to guide and comfort. He uses it to draw sheep close to him. He also uses a staff to guide them. So when you go through the valley... You're not going through it alone. God is with you and he is using his rod and staff to protect and guide you. As um, David says in Psalm 34 and verse 19, people who do what is right may have many problems, but the Lord will solve them all. And the same verse in the New International Version says, the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Christians go through valleys just like everyone else. Christians get sick. Christians experience tragedies. Christians lose loved ones. Christians have financial problems. Christians have family problems. They go through valleys just like everybody else does. But there is a difference. 
The difference is that while believers and non-believers go through the same valleys of life, the Lord, our shepherd, is with us to protect us and to help us. See, he will not leave us. He will not leave us to face our raging storms alone. He will not leave us to cross our lonesome valleys alone. He will not leave us to bear our troublesome burdens alone. He will not leave us to solve our difficult problems alone. He will not leave us to suffer our painful sorrows alone. He will not leave us to stand our severe trials alone. He will not leave us to withstand our tremendous hardships alone and to conquer our paralyzing fears alone. But he is with us to help us, to encourage us, to empower us, to bless us, to guide us, to protect us, as well as to comfort us. See, God knows when we are weak and he strengthens us. He knows when we are discouraged and he inspires us. He knows when we are confused and he directs us. He knows when we are burdened and he blesses us. He knows when we are helpless and he helps us. And he knows when we are in despair and he gives us hope. I don't know about you, but as long as the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As long as the Lord is my hope, I shall not despair. As long as the Lord is my comfort, I shall not fear. As long as the Lord is my protection, I shall not panic. As long as the Lord is my peace, I shall not fret. As long as the Lord is my consolation, I shall not worry. As long as the Lord is my support, I shall not fall. As long as the Lord is my confidence, I shall not lose heart. As long as the Lord is my inspiration, I shall not give up. As long as the Lord is my sufficiency, I shall not lack. And as long as the Lord is my friend, I shall not be lonely. For there is no need that he cannot meet. There is no miracle that he cannot perform. There is no storm that he cannot calm. There is no crisis that he cannot confront. And there are no promises that he cannot fulfill. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m., You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.